Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We're abiding caregivers who want to take better care of ourselves so we're able to care for our loved ones who rely on us. You're listening to episode 30 today. We're talking about lessons I'm learning to live by. I turned 40 last year and it's been my favorite decade so far. I'm continuing to learn and to let things go. Through this season of reflection and growth, I've come up with a few lessons I say to myself at least once a day. They are principles to live by if you want to get formal about it or mantras to remember. Whatever you want to call them, I'm excited to share them with you today, especially the last one, because I guarantee it's a saying you've never heard before, but if you're like me, you really need it in your life. So let's jump into episode 30 and the lessons I'm learning to live by. The first one is actually one of the rules in the Abiding Caregiver Facebook group, and I made it a rule because I used to be really bad at it. The lesson is this, empathy before answers. As an Enneagram one, I am programmed to give answers. Uh, When each Enneagram personality type walks into a room, they often fall into predictable patterns. My pattern is this. I look around for what's wrong and I have the desire to fix it. We often say that men are fixers and when women just want someone to listen to them, they jump in with ways to fix the situation. But my husband and I flipped the script on that assumption. I'm always trying to be a fixer. In conversations with him, I've learned to first validate what he's feeling and then offer suggestions or answers if that would be helpful. And he has to do the same for me. This pattern of sharing empathy before answers is especially important in conversations with special needs parents and in online interactions when we can't hear tone or see facial expressions. That's why I made it a rule in our Abiding Caregiver Facebook group. When someone shares what's happening in her life, we first respond with empathy. Then we can offer help. We want to make sure the mom in need feels heard and understood before we offer our opinions or solutions. Reminding myself that it's better to offer empathy first helps me to listen to people and not just zero in on problems. The second lesson also comes in handy in relationships with other people and in online discussions. And I've learned it the hard way as well. (laughs) Lesson number two is curiosity over judgment. Curiosity over judgment. When I am not my healthiest self, I can become judgmental. I tend to see things as pretty black and white and believe that there's always a right and a wrong. Um, I'm not just judgmental of others. I'm actually the hardest when it comes to myself. So I started practicing curiosity over judgment first in my own head. Um, It sounds something like this. Uh, You are angry, but anger is bad. You shouldn't feel that way. Wait. (laughs) Should is a word that means I'm judging. Let's be curious about this instead. Why am I feeling angry? What is the trigger for this feeling? Is it really anger or is it something else? Is there a physical trigger for this anger, like being tired or hungry? Instead of judging myself for a strong emotion, I meet it with curiosity. Then I'm able to have compassion. 
here's how it works in my relationship with other people. So in my head, it might go something like this. That person is not doing what I think she should be doing. She should be doing this instead. Oh, wait, there's that should word again. I can be curious about this instead of judgmental. I wonder why she is making this decision. Is there a factor I'm not aware of? Does she have a different motivation or a different goal than I have? Her behavior is not what I expect, but I will assume the best of her and know there's more to the story than what I see. I can think of dozens of situations I've been in over the last few weeks when I've had to remind myself curiosity over judgment, and it's always helped me be calm and compassionate. Okay, so the third lesson is a saying that I'm sure you haven't heard before. It's something funny that my friend said to me last summer that actually turns out to apply in so many ways. So she and I were sitting on the beach chatting while our husbands were watching James in the ocean. Uh, If this is your first time listening or you don't know me very well, James is my younger son who has level 3 autism and is functionally nonverbal. James is kind of a free spirit (laughs) in the water and he does not like being told what to do. So he kept moving away from dad and Mr. Tim. They kept following him to make sure he was safe, but they were giving him his space. I noticed that there was a man on a boogie board who was being filmed by his girlfriend or wife. Whatever he was doing seemed more important than just hanging out like playing in the waves. James kept getting closer and closer to him, and I was getting more and more anxious about him being in this guy's way. So my friend Sarah and I were chatting, but I was very distracted watching what was going on with James and trying to figure out if Lee was going to see it and move him away or if the guy was going to get mad or what. So finally, I said to Sarah, I think James is in that guy's way. And Sarah replied with what has now become a lesson I tell myself all the time. She said, Sandra, this isn't a kiddie pool. This is the ocean. That guy can move. Y'all, this isn't a kiddie pool. What a perfect lesson. I remind myself of it when we're at the grocery store and James gets in someone's personal space or when he screeches as we walk down the hall at church. It means more than just that guy can move. It means James has every right to take up space in this world. And our family has every right to show up in public spaces even if that's in ways that make other people have to adjust a little. Sarah's words help me to get over the social anxiety I feel in situations that are uncomfortable to me and to remember our right to be there and be who we are. This isn't a kiddie pool. This is the ocean. Maybe a lesson you want to remember with me when you're feeling judged by others or in an uncomfortable situation. I don't have any tattoos, but if I ever get one, I might get one that says, this isn't a kiddie pool. This is the ocean. So those are the three lessons I'm learning to live by. Empathy before answers, curiosity over judgment, and this isn't a kiddie pool. I'm thankful for the opportunities God gives me to live out these lessons. Well, I'm kind of thankful. It's a little bit like praying for patience and then getting in situations that require you to show patience. But seriously, empathy and curiosity are more in line with the fruit of the Spirit I want to display than pride at my own answers or judgment toward myself and other people. And as someone who is hyper aware of those around me and their judgment of my behavior and my son's behavior, this isn't a kiddie pool helps me relax and let go of that anxiety. 
Let's pray together like we do at the end of each episode. God, thank you for never leaving us on our own, but for giving us opportunities to learn and to grow. We want to love others well. We can do that when we focus on empathy and curiosity. We also want to feel freedom when we are out with our families, knowing that each of us is fearfully and wonderfully made by you, and we can live the life you call us to live without feeling judgment from others. Help us to grow in godliness each day and to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Friends, thank you for listening to this quick episode. Um, I just thought it would be fun to kind of review these lessons because so far this summer, I've had to say them to myself over and over again. I know that we have new listeners who attended Rising Above's By the Brook Retreat over the weekend. It was a blessing to me and so many others. I do want to let you all know what to expect this month um, in the coming weeks. So we live in Houston outside of Houston in a suburb, but COVID numbers have reached very high levels in Houston and it's spreading out to different suburb areas. Uh, We know people who know people who have tested positive and chances are we will know someone who actually tests positive very soon. That of course will affect our routines around here, including my husband's responsibilities as a pastor and James's time at therapy. My plan right now is to continue to release new episodes each Monday. But if you wake up one Monday morning (laughs) sometime in the next few weeks and there isn't a new episode, know that it was a week I needed to focus a little bit more on my family. I'll still be interacting in our Facebook group, Abiding Caregiver, so join me there if you haven't yet. The link is in the show notes for this episode at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast. While you're checking out the show notes, you can also sign up for my monthly newsletter. It comes out on the first day of each new month. In this month's newsletter, I'll be sharing tips on living a Plan B summer. That's B-E summer, when we focus on being present and being joyful, even in the midst of all we have going on. So friends, I'll be praying for you this week as we live out the lessons God is teaching each one of us during this time. Remember, apart from Christ, we can do nothing, but with Him, we have everything we need as we live out our calling as abiding caregivers.